Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Blessed brother, God bless you too. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. How are you, Russell? Good morning, everyone. Good, thank you. Praise God. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everybody. Morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for this new day. For the bright sunshine, the birds chirping in the air. Thank you for good health. Thank you for strength, for peace, for safety. Thank you for love in our hearts and in our home. Thank you, Father, for food on our table, shelter over our heads. And thank you, Father, for you, for giving us you, yourself. You call us by name to be with you. There are 7 billion people on this planet and yet you call each of us specifically by name and say, come. We are ever so grateful, Father, to be in your presence. It is our privilege and it is our honor. And we give you glory. It is joy, Father, in our hearts to know that we are the children of your inheritance. That we can call you Father. We can look upon you as a Father. Not the King of the universe who would only look at us on judgment. But you are that King that has mercy. And you renew that mercy for us every day. Factoring and taking into account our vulnerability, our weakness. You have loved us with an everlasting love, everlasting, that has no end, no beginning. We thank you, Father, that you pour your peace and your joy into our hearts every time we connect with you. And if we can dwell in your secret place, then your peace is continually flowing in us, Lord. That no matter the circumstance around us, we are able to stay calm, we are able to stay focused and be still. To be still in your presence. That very same peace and joy, Lord, we share with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and this praying family called by your name. That you add more and more people to it every single day, Father. We share your peace and joy with all those for whom prayers have been requested on this group and all those that have no one to pray for them. And we offer our faith in ourselves to stand in that gap in intercession. We thank you for that gift, Lord, of being able to intercede for others, that you have filled your love in our hearts. We are able to radiate and reflect it out towards others. We thank you, Father, we share that same peace and joy with all those that are called already by your name, Christians, by faith. And yet, have not yet encountered that personal relationship with you. And with all those that have willfully chosen to walk away from you. To stay away under a lie, under the beguiling of the enemy, under false religion, false doctrine. And yet they are still your children, Lord, and your heart pains for them. 
We stand in that gap, Father, and we ask of you to quicken them in the spirit. That they might rise above the flesh. To think from the spirit, to see in the spirit, to know you. That every whale that blocks their view be cut down, every mountain cut down as well. That they're able to turn back to you and say, I will arise and go back to my father's house. That the prodigal son, to that father who is waiting for them to come. So Father, we begin our prayer and we call on your name. The name of our King, our Maker, the Ancient of Days, the God of Peace, who shall bruise Satan under our feet. This is what your word in Romans 16 verse 20 says. The God of patience, the God of hope, the God who is a consuming fire. That fire that tests us as well, but brings out the best in us through purification. The one who destroyed our enemy, though tall as the cedars and strong as the oak, yet you destroyed the fruit from above and the root from beneath. Such is your love for us. And we pray in the name of Jesus, your son, the one who, like the father, is faithful, the rock, our refuge, the author and finisher of our faith, the one who was, who is, and who is to come, the word himself, our bread of life. It is he who shall judge the quick and the dead. And we ask for that quickening, Father, in us and our brothers and our sisters, that through that quickening, we shall be beneficiaries of your mercy and not have to stand in the box of judgment. And we pray in the name of your spirit, the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of truth, the spirit of resurrection that raised Jesus from the dead. The spirit, the same spirit of the living God through whom he worked all his miracles while alive on earth as a human. The same spirit who reveals to us the deep and secret things of the Father when we look and read through your word. It is he who gives us wisdom and understanding. It is he who quickens us. The one who heals our backsliding. And he has made his temple his tabernacle in our body. That this might now be called a house of prayer, not a den of robbers, not a place of sin, but one that is holy, sanctified, and meet for the master, pleasing and acceptable to him as a gift. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with this gift of yourself, the gift of your word, your spirit the gift of prayer to commune with you. We shall reflect on that gift of prayer, Lord, in tomorrow's Bible study. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with every spiritual gift that we need in the heavenlies. And yet we remember that it is more of you and not so much the gift that we should seek, but to get to know you. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with angels and destiny helpers, with family, with friends, with every person around us that cares about our well-being. Even those in our community that look after us. We thank you, Father, that you have made us stewards over your creation. That we are able to enjoy the benefit of the beauty around us. 
that you have given for us to behold and to use. We thank you, Father, that you do not leave us behind. In the parable, Jesus said he wouldn't leave the hundredth sheep behind. But you come after each of us. We thank you, Father, for your love. That you place that investment on our life, your deposit of grace. And it is through that grace that we are raised up. It is through that grace that we are renewed and transformed. Every time we fall short, it is your grace that is made available for us. That in all our imperfection, we might still be turned around and be made perfect. Thank you, Jesus. In today's reflection, as we get into it, we see that it's a continuation of where we left yesterday. Yesterday, we spoke of Romans 12 verse 1 about presenting ourselves as a living sacrifice to God. Today, we dive a little deeper into how to do that. How do you present yourself as a living sacrifice? Romans 12 verse 2 follow straight after Romans 12 verse 1, teaching us how to do that, where it says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then you will be able to test and approve what's God, what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Romans 12 verse 1 said, be a living sacrifice that is holy and pleasing to God. And here it says you can actually test the same thing on how you can be holy, pleasing and perfect. And in accordance with his will, you'll be able to test and approve it. How do we do that? By not following the ways of the world, the way the world does things. When you read the word of God, it works like a mirror. The Holy Spirit speaks through the word to convict us and say, this behavior is inappropriate. Or what you see people doing starts to make you uncomfortable. That is him working that conviction in you. It is his way of telling you, move away from it. Do not accept it and do not do it. Do not align with them, even if you're the only one and there's an entire crowd standing on the other side. Do not fall in with the crowd when you know it is wrong. And that is what do not conform to the patterns of the world means. Patterns are typical ways of doing things where people do certain things in a certain way and you know, and you know in your heart, that that is not in accordance with God's will. The only way to know it is through the word. You might come across situations where you see yourself. Everyone around you is engaging in fornication. And you start to think, I guess it's okay. Everyone at the party that I am attending are indulging in alcohol to a point of drunkenness and are inviting me to. Question is, would I succumb to peer pressure? just because everyone is doing it? Or would I stand my ground when I know that my Bible says it is wrong? The patterns, the ways of the world, 
and you might even be shamed for it. Are you going to engage them? In Galatians 1 verse 10, Paul says, Obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. When you look to please people, you are almost being like their servant. Whose approval are you seeking today? Is it God or is it man's approval? Are you seeking to fit in with God's ways of holiness or man's ways that are of the flesh and that only seek to please the flesh and lead into sin? The Bible says, turn away from those. Galatians 5 verse 1 says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. That is the yoke of slavery to sin. So when Christ has set us free, we find that we have come away from certain habits, certain addictions, the mistakes that we have made. And it is not for us to go back into those, into that same life of sin and do the same things again. But he says here, do not let yourself be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. Once you've come out of it, stay away from that kind of life. In Matthew 13, verse 22, in the parable of the sower and the seed, it says, the seed sown among the thorns is the one who hears the word, but the worries of this world and the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires of other things, choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. Are you letting this happen to you? You've come away from something. We've turned around and have been saved. Is the word knowledge in us so shallow that we do not see the difference yet? We can't tell on whether a certain thing is sinful or not. We aren't experiencing that conviction surely out of lack of knowledge. And we become like that shallow ground and the thorns around us, the patterns of the world, the way they do things, the pressure that they're putting on us to come along with them. Is that choking the kind of life that God wants for you? After you have been saved, the Holy Spirit has set you free. You are still vulnerable and ignorant though. Like the house swept clean. You may have given up an addiction or certain wickedness in your life, but that house is still empty. That house must be filled before the wicked one brings seven more wicked spirits and comes back. Then the condition of the person would be worse than what it was before. This is what the Bible says. The only way to stop that from happening is to fill it with the word of God. The solution or the answer there, start reading. Be consistent in reading the word of God, the Bible, every single day. This is why that reading is important. 
Wisdom comes from reading. Faith comes from reading it. The life that we would live ahead depends entirely on that word. And how much of that word has taken root within us? Anyone you have managed to save as well by praying over them, get them started on the word first. Don't leave them vulnerable. They may have received their miracle but are yet weak and yet ignorant of the word. A person in that state may continue to make mistakes. We all do. But it is important to wash our thinking by the word. It is important to wash our thinking by the word and you keep washing until it becomes clean. If it is dirty again, ask for forgiveness and wash it again with the word. What is it that we missed the last time that made us make this mistake? What did I not know or what should I know in order to not make this same mistake again? Go and search for that in the word until our thought patterns align with the word and the word now becomes flesh and real to us. Till then, keep washing your thought with the word. Look for that part in the word which talks about the mistake that you made when you realize you have made a mistake. And look what the word says you should be doing there. And employ that in your life. That will constitute, that decision will constitute a renewal of your mind. I shared a few days ago what Catherine Kuhlman said about healing and she said, and it is true here as well, in this situation, where she said, only when the word that is Jesus becomes more real to you than the problem, then the healing will take place. Then you will get rid of that vulnerability to drink, the vulnerability to fornication, to lie or, or to any kind of sin. Continue to wash it with the word until that word becomes real. And that's when his incorruptible seed starts to germinate in us. That's when our soil of our soul becomes fertile one area of our life at a time, making us incorruptible in that area. That renewal, that washing brings transformation. And now you are able to test and approve what God's will for you is. And when you know a certain thing is not in his will, you steer away from it. You move away. As Ephesians 4 verse 24 says, Put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. How? By the same thing, by washing your thoughts, renewing your mind by the word of God. That's how we put on a new self. Where we look at what the word says and we live our life and do exactly what that word says we should be doing. The Amplified Version of Romans 12, verse 2. 
says, do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourselves, not for anyone else, prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that each of us, as we look back and reflect on our own lives, and even in circumstances in our daily life, when we come across a time that we have made a mistake, help us always in every single situation, turn back to the word and to look at what the word said about that mistake. How do we correct it? What is the solution provided in your word? And then employ that in our lives through faith by renewing our mind. We ask for that wisdom and understanding, Father, to be able to tell the difference, the discernment, the judgment that we can make in that circumstance so that we can test it and we can approve what is holy and acceptable to you so that we are able to live a life that is in accordance with your kingdom, your kingdom ways, not the worldly patterns. We ask for that edification in our spirit. And as we pray for spiritual growth, Father, we also pray for physical needs. We pray for all those that are battling sickness and disease, those that are hospitalized this day, those that will undergo surgeries. We pray for all those that are battling life-threatening circumstances. We cover them in your precious blood, Jesus, and we commend them to your care knowing confidently in our hearts that when God is for them, no one can be against them. No one can stand against them. We pray also for all families, especially those that are battling separation, those that are battling all kinds of challenges in their lives that seeks to keep them in pain, in suffering, with discord in the home, even minor arguments that disturb the peace. Those that are battling infidelity, Lord, and violence as well. In a special way, we pray for every member of every family that comes under this Holy Spirit Brisbane prayer group. In your name, Jesus, we put on the angels that you have given charge over them. We command, command them to look after and to watch over each of these, the children of your inheritance. We dispatch them on assignments in accordance with their needs. We plead the blood of Jesus over every member of each of these families and our entire ministry. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, from sin, from danger, from accident, from injury, from pilfering, from theft, from hijacking, from terrorism. Through this day and throughout this week, 
to walk this entire month. We command that angelic protection in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray also for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives. Mistakes that have become habits and habits that have refused to now leave and have a controlling power over them. Addictions, compulsive behaviors, anxiety, depression, anything that seeks to keep your people yoked to the ground, Father, we come against it in the mighty name and the authority of Jesus that he has rested in us. We declare under that same authority every such chain broken over their lives. No longer have any control over them. Let my people go. That's what the Father said. We reinforce, we reiterate that same authority in the name of Jesus. We pray for all those that are battling poverty, that are battling ignorance, that are battling joblessness as well. Lord, you have provided your ways in the word and yet we fail to see your provision of abundance. You said, let man have dominion and yet people suffer, Lord. Grant us that wisdom and understanding to see what we are missing. So that with that wisdom and understanding, we're able to apply your principles, your promises and prophecies given for us in your word. And we are able to reach that stage of abundance and that life, live a life of dominion. We pray for our own families as well. In a special way for all those that have not yet received their gift of salvation. Quicken them, O oh Father, that they might call on your name. And we know what happens then. We pray for our own personal needs as well. We pray in a special way for all those that are contemplating suicide, abortion, euthanasia this day. All those that are suffering any kind of discrimination, marginalization. For all those that are refugees as well, that have had to leave their homes and run away and now have nowhere to live. Those that are victims of war. Victims of any kind of abuse over their lives. And an inability to change that circumstance. We ask for your protection over their lives as well, Father. We ask for your mercy. Father, as we raise these intentions, we thank you that you have heard us. That you always hear us. And when we release our faith, Lord, Holy Spirit, you move. You are here with us, interceding for us. We make this our prayer of agreement with you in the Spirit. I encourage all those that can pray in the Spirit to please unmute and join in. Those that are praying for the gift to release your tongue and ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Ask him for that gift of intercession to pray in the Spirit. 
that is now being operated in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shabara Balaranda Ladas Tulorishi Tilian Dara Tulare Kratikidia 
Ranto Braskilian The words that were spoken to me this morning. I am your God and you are my people. Come abide in me. Listen to my word. Obey my word. 
become one with me. So I become your every breath. The scripture that I've been given is 1 Corinthians 3, 16 and 17. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy, and that temple you are. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from Hebrews chapter 2, verses 11 and 12, where it is written, For both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one, for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the church will I sing praise, unto thee. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Before we conclude, just a reminder about tomorrow's Bible study session as well. The topic is, what is prayer? And we will learn some basic principles of prayer. Why is there no power in our prayer? And how to pray so that God will hear us. We shall share links for people to join on Zoom and on YouTube, along with our tentative program for the evening and various times for different time zones around the world so that people can join in accordingly. Please share that message with all your friends and all your family and encourage them to come and partake of that presence. So there is some receiving of the word, but more importantly, receiving of the presence of God that hovers over this prayer meeting. Let them take that presence back home with them. And that is where transformation starts to take place. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us share that same message of his blessing. Let us carry our testimony and our gospel. Boldly go out and proclaim it and invite others to come 
to that same Jesus. Let it be done for his glory through our hands, through our works, through our lives. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, brother. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, everyone.